Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411, your home for all your four and two-wheel action in Africa. In this episode, we recap the RSC Machakos Rally that was held over the weekend. The event was won by Jeremiah Wahome and Victor Okundi. And we speak to two-time Kenya National Rally Champion Alistair Kavanagh, a true motorsport legend. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the show. So it was the Young Turks who dominated the RSC Machakos Rally over the weekend. Jeremiah Wahome won the event, uh, followed by McCray Kimathi, with Jasmeet Chana in third. Now, Wahome is the first indigenous Kenyan to win a Kenyan National Rally Championship event since 1999. The legendary Patrick Njuru was the last person to do so. I spoke to Wahome after the event. Jeremiah, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, has it sunk in yet, the win? Uh, I think every day it just sinks in more, but now I would, I would say yes, it has. I know that I've got in time to just reflect on the, the weekend. Now we're being told it's since uh, 1999, uh, Patrick Njuru, in fact it is, uh, who is the last indigenous Kenyan to win a Kenyan National Rally Championship event. It's a massive achievement. Yeah, I had that as well and I, I completely was not aware. Um, I wouldn't even have known the the time frame but yeah it's quite a proud moment to be able to to change that and rewrite that and hopefully you know we can continue this trend we've seen the flashes of brilliance uh, from you of course it's a massive change uh, from what you were doing before you were essentially doing uh, circuit racing we know about the formula three uh, your exploits in southeast asia and europe uh, really this now is a culmination of all the efforts you put in yeah, there's been a lot of, all of those um, racing events that I've done all just build a lot of experience. So though that was circuit racing, I do believe that, you know, uh, quite a bit of the skills I've learned are transferable. And then rallying for the past two years has also helped. So this has been building over time and yeah, happy that we can finally get the results to show for it. Now you're making a formidable combination with Victor Okundi. Uh, a word about him? Yeah, he's been great. Um, since I started rallying, he's the person I was paired with and we've we've enjoyed the relationship thus far and we've just clicked from the very beginning and, and, and gelled and that's the most important thing in the car. And as we go, we just keep making small adjustments to my notes, how I want him to read them and he's always able to, you know, make the adjustments necessary and we we'd really do enjoy our time together. So I believe that really helps make it a successful partnership. Now, it wasn't all plain sailing during the rally. Uh, you had a lot of issues with overheating. Yeah, I think that's what surprised me the most because when I came back to service, um, people were saying, oh, you've won. But especially in the power stage, we were overheating from, you know, once we got into fifth gear, the temperatures were already up. So we we technically, we had to crawl. I think McCray was, be I can't remember the time, but he he gained on us by more than a minute. And it was only seven seconds in the end, but... Luckily, um, we managed to stay out of trouble because a few people had punctures, um, a few breakdowns. So all that was going on, it helped us create a buffer, even if we were overheating. 
Now, of course, a big part uh, is really the team, uh, you know, the people behind the scenes. Uh, you know, you, you got literally a solid team behind you. Yeah, the team the team was awesome. The car was so nice to drive. I remember I was telling them after the first stage that because we made a few changes to the suspension and, and I loved it. So I was just telling them like it, it was so such a joy to drive. It's, it's a shame that I guess with the overheating that I didn't really get to push as much, but they did a great job and I'm sure they'll get on top of, of the overheating before we go to Voy. Now, it really was a fantastic weekend for the team. Uh, as you mentioned, of course, uh, McRae finishing second. Uh, it really was a huge boost for the team. Yeah, that's, again, as you said, the um, first win in, in 20 years for, I don't know how exactly you put it, uh, just say a Kenyan driver. And then we managed to get a 1-2. So, you know, even as teammates, um, we are... Um, Competitors, I'm sure he would have loved to probably be the one who was who was on the top step. But it's nice for us to push each other and keep keep progressing. And and it's it's good for the sport and good for us that we become better drivers. So that was quite a special moment to share with him as well. How tough was it for the team? Uh, the late Asa Khan uh, not there over the weekend. He's been a key component behind the scenes uh, for the team. We're talking about Kalulu, who sadly passed away, um, you know, over the Christmas period. Yeah, he was quite a fundamental part of the team. And, you know, him and his brother were ideal, were running things. So he was missed, but I believe this was a very good way, or should I say a send-off for the team to get a one-two. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he'll be missed a lot. Now, it's well known that uh, rallying is in transition. Uh, we, you know, we're seeing low entries. We're seeing uh, the older generation uh, taking a break uh, from the sport. Uh, just your thoughts on the general state of motorsport. Yeah, that's true that, okay, I never used to follow rallying much, but I, I do remember going to watch a couple of rallies where, you know, you'd see around 40 entries or you'd have trouble finding a spot to watch because there were so many Kenyans who had gone out to, to, to watch. So... I don't know what it's going to take to bring back those days. I know maybe things are, are a bit more expensive these days and, you know, with the influx of of the R5s and even the R3s are a bit more expensive than what we had in the Evos and the Subarus. So I know they're trying to open up the classes to encourage more people to join, but hopefully even wins like this will just help encourage other young people. Just come join you know, even if the win may not come immediately, just a couple of rallies, a couple of years in the sport and everyone can enjoy their own moment of success. So hopefully entries keep on uh, rising. It was a huge blow to the event. Uh, the defending champion, Karim Patel, uh, pulling out at the last minute uh, due to a lack of sponsorship. Uh, how big a blow was it to the event? I think that highlights just how difficult maybe things are at the moment because he's a reigning champion, but still sponsorship is a bit hard to come by. So that does make us feel like we have the sponsorship of the program and you know, Kenya Airways Safaricom. So quite privileged and a big thanks to them that we are able to continue. Um, but I'm sure it would have been, you know, we were rallying with him last year in, in ARC and he's very tough competition. I think he'd only get a sniff at, at beating him if he had a small hiccup, but he's helped push us all try and get close to him if we want to get podiums and wins. So I guess in a way, maybe it helped, um, that he wasn't there, but we wish for him to be back. I'm sure he'll be there in Voy. So just to get back to some, some more competition and, and a good benchmark. Yasin Nasser was there uh, from Uganda, of course. He's testing his R5, uh, yeah. the rally to the Ford Fiesta. Uh, it must have been good to have him there. 
yeah that was good as well he was he was behind me so at some point i was like oh i have an r5 behind me but you know just head down looking forward and the car looks nice and sounds great um but yeah he was testing it out gearing up for the full rc season so i'm sure within a couple of rallies he'll be right up there giving us a good run for our money um now let's talk about how you prepare for these rallies uh it's quite well known that you use uh, simulators quite a lot uh, just tell us uh how you would prepare and how much seat time you get in between rallies yeah okay the simulator days were more so in the formula side i've not been in a proper rally simulator so for me what what i do like doing is just trying to learn as much as i can from watching maybe i'd watch other people's onboard videos and and just see the the different ways they call their notes and then i'm usually able to just pick up a few things um so between every rally i'm always looking at what small areas can i improve unfortunately as of now we don't get too many opportunities to practice or test before the rallies so you know stage one is usually the first time we're in the car since the previous rally um so even that just helps us learn how to get up to speed <coughs> sorry quite quickly so for me it's just watching videos and just trying to improve every stage i'm always working on something maybe it's i particularly struggle a bit with the car sliding too much so i'm trying to get on top of that but every time i'm in the car i'm working on those things even if it's not practice in the competition that's extraordinary and it makes your performance all the more amazing that you don't even get to sit in a rally car in between rallies. Yeah, yeah. I practice practice would would, would be a great help but yeah, I think yeah, if we had that then maybe it would be would be even even better and progressing faster but again grateful with what we've got out of now. So I guess it comes down to equipment. Uh, would you invest in uh, say a rally car uh, for testing? um we are looking at that option i believe as a team on my own the thing is it would help yes if i did per se have my own rally car but the handling characteristics of these cars are also different so you know jumping from an r3 to let's say i've not driven a mitsubishi but i've driven a subaru n10 they're completely different cars so yes some skills will be transferable but at the end of the day the way the cars handle is completely different so we're trying to see what would be the best solution to to help with that now the big difference uh, for the team this year compared to last year is that uh, you won't be competing in the africa rally championship um if i can put an asterisk on that um <laughs> i remember saying at the beginning of the season well maybe with a few good results at the first few rallies we'll convince them or hopefully get a sponsor who can help us do the full season so i hope such results like the one two in machakos helps um we will not be doing the Cote d'Ivoire round but we'll be doing the Equator at Voy. So who knows after Voy if we have another good showing we may convince them to do Uganda and then keep going like that. But as of now the full Kenya National Championship we're confirmed for that and then we'll see how many ARCs we can do after Equator. Now one of your members was missing uh, over the weekend that's Hamza Anwar he's uh, now uh, going to be competing in selected uh, rounds of the Junior World Championship uh, he's yeah. uh, currently uh, in Sweden in fact uh, for this week's Swedish rally uh, just a word about him Yeah I'm so happy for him um Hamza is always good competition and you know always having a great time between the, the three of us just pushing each other so for him to get that opportunity we're just we're all keenly um, waiting to see how he does his first rally is in sweden this weekend so 
supporting him from here. But yeah, we believe he'll do a good job and we'll be able to learn a few things off of what he's learned. Likewise with what happened with McRae last year. So yeah, rooting for him as he represents Kenya and Africa. Yeah, just actually very happy for him and Adnan to get that opportunity. Now, finally, I know we've asked you this before, but it would be good to have a clarification uh, because I understand uh, certain parts of the media are still uh, calling you Jeremy and it's actually Jeremiah. Uh, can, can you clarify that for us? Yeah, okay, simple way to put it. Legally, yes, I was Jeremy, but I went through a legal change of name. So I have lengthened it instead of shortening it. That, that's the simple part about it. So it is officially Jeremiah. So like on the entry list on my licenses. Um, so yeah, going forward, it's, it is Jeremiah. <laughs> it does create a bit of confusion. All right. Listen, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, congratulations once again uh, from all of us at Motorsport 411. It is Jeremiah Wahome who won uh, the RSC uh, Machakos Rally. Thanks all for having me. I've enjoyed the chat. We'll be back. <laughs> the four and two wheeled action motorsport 411 so welcome back now he's retired these days and is a very successful entrepreneur alistair kavanagh is a two-time kenya national rally champion i sat down to speak to him at vipinga ridge at the magical kenya ladies open alistair thank you so much for speaking to us on motorsport 411 now don't know if you know you're always been one of my favorite rally drivers of all time and it's always been a privilege uh, hanging out with you also with testing and all that uh, for those that don't know much about you just just tell us uh, briefly about your your rally career um okay well in a nutshell i guess i started in uh, when i came out here in 1997 uh won the championship in 1999 and then uh, was probably one of the fastest uh drivers for the ensuing 11 years but it just took me another 11 years to win the title again and a lot of broken cars and, and bits and gearboxes but uh, yeah no I've, I've had a fantastic time in motorsport here in Kenya You've always been known for your flamboyant speed um, you know you're basically very exciting out on the road it was almost like all or nothing for you Yeah that was that was very much my uh, tactic and uh, technique uh, if you can call it a technique and that's the way I, I always used to drive it was, it was flat out or nothing uh, and when it worked, it got the results. When it didn't, it ended up in, in a, an accident or a broken car. But uh, that was just the way I enjoyed driving. You probably paid the ultimate price because you had to retire through injury. Uh, do, do you think it was because of that? It certainly didn't help. I think a combination of uh, rugby when I was younger and, and motorsports when I was older. Yeah, my neck and back are not in a good state. So, But I don't, I don't regret any of it. Um, it just... Tell us, first of all, about the early years. Uh, you, you said you came here. Uh, where were you before this, uh, in, before Kenya? Uh, I'm from Wales originally. Um, I left Wales when I was 18, went to Germany, spent 10 years there, um, just fell into the tea trade by chance. And it was tea that brought me out to Kenya in 1994. I was only supposed to be here for six weeks setting up an office. And uh, yeah, 30 years later, almost here I am still. So uh, yeah, fell in love with it. Kenya's my home now. How did you get into motorsport? I bought, I'd always been keen on motorsport, but never had enough money really to participate in it. It is an expensive sport. When I came out here, Mombasa Motor Club had quite an active sort of buggy uh, racing scene and I bought an old Datsun Triple S from Mike Kirkland. And uh, yeah, that's how the whole thing sort of started. 
And then, of course, uh, you had quite a spectacular rise, uh, you know, going on to win the championship. Uh, were you surprised at how quick that happened? Yeah, I, I was, guess I was a bit. And the first championship, I have to say, I was quite lucky. I don't know if you remember the event, but Rory Green, who is my... Uh, my leading competitor, he had a really unfortunate final stage where his wheel nuts, his service crew forgot to put his wheel nuts on properly and that dropped him out and put us into the lead. So it could have come down to one of three of us and that was back in 99. I think it was Ian, myself or Rory and uh, yeah, we, you know, there's a lot, a lot of luck involved in motorsport. And those days, you could almost say like the golden age of motorsport. There was so much competition. Uh, people were getting uh, a lot of stuff from the safari as well, you know, in terms of equipment, cars and things like that. Yeah, I just sort of came in at the tail end of that. And uh, it was obviously it would be nice to have had a, a drive as uh, some of the pre my predecessors had, you know, had a car to test throughout the season in the local championship. I missed out on that, but we did certainly get a bit of sponsorship uh, support from Subaru over the years uh, from the... Group N works team that they were running, but um, it's it's sad. Uh, you, as you, you know, I see the local championship now. The entries are very low again. But I've also been through a period in, in my rallying out here when we only had 10, 15 cars out. So hopefully it can be turned around. But there's a lot to be done. Um, did you have a chance to compete in the Safari Rally uh, before it was pulled out? You know, the final one was in two thousand and two. Yeah, no, I competed in ninety seven through to two thousand and two, and enjoyed it. Um, never had a good finish. In fact, I never finished it. Um, but uh, we were running in fourth at one stage, but which, unfortunately that yeah. came to an end in uh, in Bagoria. But uh, yeah, really, it was a fantastic event in those days. Very different to what it is now, I think. But uh, yeah, times change, and we have to live with what we got. But uh, I'd like to see it uh, go back to a little bit to its roots and, and longer, more endurance. Yeah, you were talking about cycles uh, after 2002. Um, there, there was a lean period where, you know, okay, KCB started coming in. Yeah. But uh, again, there was a lo low cycle. And then it started picking up again, uh, you know, right up towards about 2010. Yeah, and uh, it was televised in those days. I don't know if you remember, it was on DSTV. And that obviously makes a big difference to sponsors and their interest. And uh, I think the uh, the organizers need to make sure that it gets back onto dstv um certainly because that's what sponsors want to see some return for their investment a lot of competition uh, who really was your nemesis so uh, who would you say was your, your your toughest competition um i always say the the best sort of most competitive years i had was uh in the um sort of late mid to late um 2005 to 2010 probably when Flash, myself and Ian were all in identical uh, Evo 9s yeah. and it was very close um, that, that was a really fun couple of years Baldy, would he come into the mix at all at any point? Uh, he did, certainly, but uh, in those years he was not quite sort of on the pace and uh, I mean, I know he's right up there now but yeah, uh, yeah Baldy would be sort of normally in, in third or fourth uh, yeah. amongst the, the four of us in those, in those days but uh, yeah, I that's not to say anything about his driving abilities, which I know are extremely good, and he's a quick driver. You've had some very interesting cars in your day, uh, from Subarus to Mitsubishi's. Uh, there was also the Proton as well. Uh, just tell us about some of your cars. Yeah, well, uh, Group N, obviously, you know, I went through most of the uh, Subarus and uh, and uh, Evolutions from eight, Group Eight, uh, sorry, version eights through to twelve, thirteen, whatever they got up to. It was a bit of a mistake bringing the protons out, I think, which Flash mm -hmm. and I did, um, I think, in 2000 and 
eight or nine. I can't remember exactly when we brought them. Maybe later. Um, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't perform very well out here. They just weren't strong enough for the for the terrain, and they weren't actually as quick as we we thought they were going to be. But um, they were fun to drive nonetheless when they worked. Um, they one of the cars I've enjoyed driving the most actually has been the the old classic 911. It's a trade car. It's a, mm -hmm. Really good fun, strong, reliable, and um, and fast as well. I remember the Proton. Uh, in fact, I was with you the very first test. I don't know if you remember, uh, behind the Ngong Hills. And there was so much optimism. In fact, uh, one of the uh, people uh, involved with the maintenance of the car uh, was the late Jim Heather Hayes as well. Um, fr from your point of view, the optimism at that time, uh, did you could you foresee all the issues you were going to have later on? Uh, no, I think I'd have sent it back immediately if I'd uh, even had an inkling of how uh, expensive and problematic they were going to be. Mm. Um, and yeah, just to to mention Jim, obviously he, you know, Jim was a real icon of the sport and um, looked after me pretty much from 1999 when I first won the championship through to when I retired, um, which I guess was in 2018 with my last classic rally. But yeah. Jim will be sorely missed, and he was a he was a true friend to myself and many others in the sport. Sadly, you've had to retire um, mainly due to a back injury, uh, from your point of view. But we still see you in motorsport from time to time. We've seen you at rallycross. Um, from your point of view, um, classic rallying, maybe uh, for you? No, I don't think so. I think the, the chances of injuring my back are too high there. But I might do the occasional rallycross because uh, they're shorter, a bit mm -hmm. smoother, and. Uh, yeah, you can see the bumps coming generally. So unless you get knocked over and land on your roof, which wouldn't be good for my back, uh, mm. I, I would like to continue doing that and uh, helping Flash support the event. For the future, I see uh, your boys are now involved in motorsport. Just tell us about that. Yeah, well, I guess it was inevitable, really. They, uh, you know, they're sort of going to follow in Dad's footsteps, and yeah. they've started with enduro riding. They both won their respective championships first time out last year, which I was very proud of them about. Mm. Uh, they've got a buggy now with a box engine in so I won't, don't suppose it'll be long before they're, they're sort of buggy racing and, and following in uh, wanting to go rallying as well so I'll support them there as much as I can but they're going to have to get their own sponsorship and not just rely on dad <laughs> Do you miss motorsport? Do you miss the action? Uh, we see one of your best friends uh, Flash you, you still meet up with him regularly uh, do, 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 do you guys uh, kind of miss motorsport because uh, also Flash appears to be taking more of a back seat now to driving you know regularly you know in the championship um, I do but I think you've also got to acknowledge when your body's sort of given up and you can't do it or shouldn't be doing it any longer mm. uh, and I, I enjoy following the boys around now on their motorbikes I, I've got a bike myself and I go around and help them and I'm still sort of involved on the fringes but uh, yeah no I, I, I think I've had my time and my day and enjoyed it and now I sort of uh, relive it through the kids just finally um we're, we're talking here Vipingo you're heavily involved with this a, a co-founder of Vipingo Ridge uh, just tell us about that yeah well we set up Vipingo uh, almost inadvertently in 2004 I was looking for another piece of land somewhere else uh, it was never really the intention to build a, a big international PGA credited golf course which is what we've ended up with uh, and to sort of see it to having transformed from the original plan which was nothing like this to what it is now is is uh, Fantastic, actually. It's, it's a great story, and um, I'm very proud to be part of it. That's the two-time Kenya National Rally Champion, Alistair Kavanagh. We'll be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. 
So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Jeremiah Wahome and Alistair Kavanagh. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Carter-Villis. See you next week.